everyone, this is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Marcy and Priya. Grab your favorite drink and join us to get our take on what's streaming and if it's worth the binge or not. Stay tuned and find out how many martinis we give it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to season nine of our podcast. Today, we're reviewing Rain Man from 1988. Yeah, there's a deep movie right there. That's mm. a deep, deep, deep movie from the 80s. I mean, yes, yes, there were a lot of them, but this is one of those top ones, especially with the actors it had. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman both star mm. in this movie, and it really tackles some serious, serious issues in here. Yeah. So, um, I feel that one of the first questions you would have about the movie is why is it called Rain Man? Mm-hmm. And exactly what is it that um, the character that Dustin Hoffman plays has, right? What disability is it that he has? Because clearly he's different. Yes. Um, and I just want to say that what he is portraying, what he's supposed to be diagnosed with in the movie is autism as well as Savant Syndrome. And Sabin syndrome is a developmental disorder, which predominantly um, is diagnosed on men. So every five men for one woman have this disorder and he had the combination of both. Wow. So this is why it shows the traits of autism. And at the same time, it has that memorization skill that he has, mm-hmm. but it also has um, a 40 to 70 IQ. So it's very complex, all the different things that are happening there. Yeah. And to give you um, perspective of how autism um, was viewed back in the 80s, of course, we've come leaps and bounds. Yes. And we know, you know, it's a full spectrum and it's massive and mm-hmm. and all the different things about it that are that, you know, science has taught us that we didn't know back in the 80s. So this movie was based on autism as well as Forrest Gump. So Forrest Gump is autistic and that's why he acts the way he acts, but he has a higher IQ. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that. And the word rain man is a word that was commonly used for people that had autism as derogatory. Mm. So it was, you know, it was the wrong thing to call it. Did it come from the movie or did it, what, what came first, the name or the movie? The name. Okay. The name was around and then that's what they called it. That's interesting because in the movie, he says, so Dustin Hoffman's character, Raymond, is Charlie Babbitt, Tom Cruise's character, uh, his big brother. And in the movie, um, Raymond reminds Charlie that when he was a little boy, he used to call uh, Raymond Rain Man because he couldn't pronounce Raymond. Okay. And so as you were speaking, I'm doing some research here and I take it back. You're absolutely right. I had read about Rain Man um, as a word that was used, but it is used today as derogatory, Mm. but it originated with the movie because he couldn't say Raymond. So when somebody cannot say something properly, they will say, what are you a Rain Man? Because you can't say, you know, Raymond or something. That's to awful. That so yeah, it yeah. is awful. But yes, it, to answer your question, you're correct. It did come from the movie. Yeah. And so I just wanted to give it, I wanted to give it a little bit of background of where, um, you know, 
what this whole connection of the movie is and mm -hmm. and what Dustin Hoffman is battling inside of his head with this. Yeah. So why don't you tell listeners what the movie is about exactly? Sure. So the movie is about two brothers. Now, mind you, let's have full disclosure here. You watched it yesterday. I watched it back when it came out in 1988. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was so, able to pull out the little fact about the Raymond thing. <laughs> yeah, I watched it in 1988. So it's been a bit. Yeah. Um, but I do recall that it's about two brothers and um, their connection. And so they're separated as children and then they're reconnected as adults. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole new learning experience, to say the least, for both of them to uh, coexist. And as time goes by, Tom Cruise's character realizes that there could be something he could use to his advantage with the memorization of numbers that Dustin Hoffman's character has, Raymond. Uh -huh. um, and so he starts kind of taking advantage of it, if I recall correctly. You yeah. saw it more recently. Yeah. Um, but so while there's some crappy stuff happening, to say the least, right? Um, there's still the bond being built behind the scenes with both of them and a, and a connection that's stronger than both of them. Yeah, yeah. What so, so Tom Cruise is a car dealer and his father dies and after his father dies he learns that he has an older brother who's in a home and um he doesn't get any money from the will i think he gets like a car or something <laughs> from the will left over from his dad and his dad is wealthy and tom cruise's character charlie gets so upset he hunts he looks for uh oh so he finds his brother because in the will it says that $3 million are left to the home, the facility that Raymond's living in. So he goes to the facility, like, what the heck is going on there? And then he finds out that his brother is there. And that's the reason why $3 million is being left to Raymond. And so he kind of like kidnaps his brother and mm -hmm. they go on this trip uh, to Los Angeles. They're driving. And I guess that's where, quote unquote, the adventure happens. Um and they and the bond forms but you know because of the autism like and and because it's the 80s and we don't you know back then we don't know what we know now um mm. from research but just the way that tom's cruise's actor um character was behaving towards raymond was so cringeworthy like it's it was so cringy i you know mm. some points i was just like oh my god no he did not say that <laughs> but so real yes so real to its time and it's sad but it's reality and unfortunately there are still people like that because mm. now we know better yeah then we just didn't know and then i i do remember that tom cruise's um characters also struggling with his own battles in his life and his financial struggles and his you know habits and and whatever else he's dealing with to now you know find this new challenge in his life which obviously and absolutely does not justify any of his behavior. However, it was common during that time, sadly. Um, I just feel now we know better, so we should freaking know better. Now it's mm -hmm. not excusable. And didn't Dust Dustin Hoffman win like an award from his performance? I could have mm -hmm. sworn. Remembering. He was incredible. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just watching him. I was just like, oh, this is so realistic the way he's portraying the character. Um, with his movements and just his his speaking and just, how well he did that right yeah he did it so well um and then of course Tom Cruise was very good in his character because he was a 
he was a butthole (laughs) (laughs) towards Dustin's character. Yeah. But Um, he did a great job portraying his character. um, mm -hmm. And it was, you know, one of the movies that launched his career for his acting. Yes. Uh, yes. So, so that, was just starting that, then. That was like a whole other thing. So just watching Tom Cruise's baby face mm-hmm, and right? like his hairline, <laughs> like every, just watching his face, I was just like, oh my God. Because I remember the first movie I saw with Tom Cruise was Legend. Uh, do, you, do you remember Legend, the movie? It I was don't. like a fantasy movie and he and he falls in love with an elf in the movie. It's this whole thing. And there's this big devil guy. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh, right up your alley. <laughs> right up my, unicorns right up my alley. <laughs> uh, so I think that was the first movie Tom Cruise was in and he was very good in that movie. Um, so just even watching this movie, I was just like, oh my God, this is so long ago. You know, yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Time just flies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was 1988. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So did you enjoy watching the movie? Are you asking for my martinis already? Nope. Nope. Okay. Just asking for, you know, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You watched it recently. Yes. I watched it in 1988. Yes. So our perspectives on the movie were completely different. Yeah. I was living that time when I was watching it. And I personally, um, I had, I had an aunt who was um, schizophrenic. Mm. So, I mean, like full, full schizophrenic with all the personalities and everything else. And, you know, had, really long, terrible history of having to be institutionalized or being brought home. Um, And she was one of my favorite aunts. I have beautiful memories with her. I, you know, I just have just beautiful, beautiful memories of her. And, you know, she passed away because everything that could go wrong in her body went wrong. A lot of it because of the mental health struggles that she dealt with and how they were taken care of during these times, which are mainly the seventies and eighties um, with the shocking and and all the horrible things that they used to do, which, you know, you wanted to know more about that. One of the greatest movies that could show you stuff like that would be uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Mm. um, which was an amazing movie, but anyhow, knowing and, and having somebody really close to me with mental health issues kind of made me look at it different. And I remember not liking Tom Cruise at all for how he acted. Yeah. I I had a lot of empathy. Um, But I remember kind of accepting it. Like, yeah, I guess that's how it is because I recall that's how they used to treat my aunt. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just how you dealt with people, not in the abusive way of, you know, taking him for what he had, but anyway, so it just, you know, connected with me a little bit back then. So it's a different perspective now. Well, I, I think my perspective is very similar. Like I, I mean, I'm I watched it last night. So, and it's the first time I ever watched a movie. Of course I've heard about it. I knew about the characters. It was, you see it in pop culture, yeah. but it was my first time watching the whole movie. And I was cringing the, throughout the movie because of the way Tom's character was behaving. I just, you know, just knowing what autism is and what, it, you know, how it's represented now and how you can be a functioning adult with autism. Absolutely. You know, there are a lot of people, you know, that are, are a lot more people nowadays that are diagnosed with it. So, um, it, it, yeah, I was just cringing the whole time and yeah. I wasn't even sure I liked the end either. Cause the end, they sort of like go their separate ways. Dustin goes to, um, goes back to the home 
and uh because he couldn't he couldn't um he couldn't function make, in society yeah he couldn't make a clear decision on who you wanted to be with he if you wanted to make he couldn't say i want to live with my brother or i want to go to the institution he couldn't right. say and because of that the doctor determined because he can't make a decision like that he can't make decisions at all so therefore right. let's go back to the institution how sad so they went through all of that just for him to go back to the institution made me feel like oh man that, that really sucks you know yeah should have had a better ending it should have had a better ending for yeah, sure for sure i, I mean it, i mean it's good in the fact that that charlie times character like grew and right. he learned a few things right. and um he learned that his brother was a human being right and his nuances meant other things so even if he said one thing and meant other things you know like he was he 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 learned to read what his brother was saying you Correct. know um so that was a nice thing to to witness but yeah i yeah. cringed the whole and, and, yeah <laughs> yep and to you know stay within within the same topic or theme um forrest gump is a, a great movie also to watch um also from that era and also talking about you're dealing with autism um, there's also a movie that came out way later. I want to say it was probably in the nineties, which was a beautiful mind and yeah. that one had more to do with schizophrenia. But I, I recall the way that they kind of told the story, which was based on a, on a true story. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to share, there's a lot of movies out there. There's a lot of, you know, we've grown a lot. We've, um, just evolved as, yeah. as humans with science uh, so we know better, but, you know, this movie was a, a big deal. So mm -hmm. maybe not look so much at what it's doing, but look at the acting. If it's something you want to look at, or maybe it's a great lesson to see how far we've really come. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And even like in, in, in like cinematic history. So, you know, something in the eighties that was very blatant is that they had a lot of topless women. Mm. Almost every woman, every every movie had a topless woman. It was just sure. like it was. Oh, I remember saying "sex sold." So yeah, if you yeah. didn't have a, a naked or a sexy woman, it wouldn't sell. Yeah, and you had it was like a thing. Like if you were to be actress, you had to expect to be at least topless once during the movie. Right. And this happened in the movie. Like the main female mm. character, um, Charlie's girlfriend, uh, she was topless, like nothing, yeah. like topless, you know, and. Um, yeah, that, that just like, it made me think about that. Like nowadays, it's not the same thing. Like women are really like, they have choices and not yeah, everyone they're valued. Can be top they're valued for their acting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so how many martinis would you give this movie? Um, you know, basing it on its time and what they touched upon, um, I would probably give it four stars only because I now know better. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would probably have given it five stars. Then mm. I will give it four stars now because I know better, but I'm not going to go yeah. as low as three because uh -huh. I do think it was a good movie. I think the acting was phenomenal. Um, I would have liked a better ending, but I do feel that the plot was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with four. So I'm sore. Well, I think I'm going to give it three and a half martinis, three martinis and a shot because um, I it was cringeworthy. <laughs> the movie was cringeworthy. And um, 
and I think because of the emotional reaction that I had to it, I would give it three. But but because of the acting, I would give it the extra shot just for the acting. They did a great job portraying the characters. But because it was so like, you know, out of touch. With, but well, I mean, it was in touch for the time, but out of touch for now. I would give it three martinis. Yeah, understandable. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. And there's Bentley barking in the background. <laughs> Always. Oh, my gosh. If a little bird flew by, that's it. She loses it. She's our third co-host. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Make sure you stay tuned for all the great reviews we'll be doing season nine. Make sure you like, follow. Follow us on Instagram. Check us out both out. Both our handles on Instagram. Follow the I'm Speaking handle on Instagram. Um, like, follow, share all that great stuff. And thank you for tuning in. Adios, everybody. Till the next one. Bye. Bye.